This is episode number 16 of The Gulag. Welcome back, people, to the gulag. So, doing those uh, Pravda episodes, but I think I'm going to change it up a little bit, the more I think. I think I'm just going to do these, try to do a few of these a week, just solo episodes, me going through a bunch of shit uh, instead of the Pravda thing. And I, I might incorporate the Pravda thing, which the reason I wanted to do that is to go through books and things that I found interesting or helpful that I was reading or learning about more philosophical deep dives into concepts that would help understand some of the news and some of the just weird chaotic stuff we see in our culture, whatever. Right. But I think I might just incorporate that into these episodes, like do a little segment. So if you're watching this and you're looking for a prob episode, it's going to be in these. And I'm going to try to do a few of these a week along with the combined episodes with Peyton, which those are going to be more conversational, Joe Rogan, just bullshitting, you know, kind of episodes. But these also don't mind me in this room right here. I'm My roommate kind of set up this studio, and my other roommate's girlfriend just moved in for like temporarily, at least moved her stuff in because she's changing apartments, so she didn't have anywhere to put it. So don't mind the mattress here. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, there's so much to talk about today. I'll start with this. We'll start with the heavy hitting news, huh? Let's do that. So I was at Taco Bell today, and if anyone that knows me knows I absolutely love Taco Bell, uh, and Taco Bell doesn't love me. It's an immediate trip to it's Diarrhea Central, just to put that out there, and uh, that did happen shortly after but what happened while i was at taco bell made me so fucking mad i don't think i've ever been that mad in my life i like if 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 okay if this was the wild west i would have grabbed the fucking drive-through employee out the little window and okay if this was if this was the if if i was andrew jackson i would have grabbed that dude out the window and I would have dueled him in the parking lot to the death. I would have been fully, I would have been ready to do that. I would have been totally ready to do that. I would have been prepared. I was so mad. Okay, here's what happened. This is okay. This is just something to start that bothers me about all drive throughs, right? Is you go and you order your food. You're like, hi, I want a chicken chalupa and a steak quesadilla and a Baja blast, whatever you want. Okay. I want a fajita. You order the fajita. And you say, okay, and that's it when you complete saying your order, right? That's like what normal people do. That's what I usually do. I'll be like, hey, I want this, this, and this, and that'll that'll do it for today. That's it. And what they always ask you nine times out of ten, because these people are, sorry for this word if you guys get offended, retarded. 
is what these employees do is after you say this, and this infuriates, infuriates me to no end, is you say, blah, 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 I want blah, 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 blah. I want a fajita and that's it. And they say, okay, will that complete your order? Hey, that's why I said that's it. Uh, and oh, the, the anger, the anger I feel every time I hear that. It's, oh, will that do it for you? Will that complete your order? Is that all for today? After I already said the exact same thing. Man, it makes me so mad. Here's what made me mad today. It's not only that, that happened, but I ordered a steak. Yeah. The guy put it on the screen as chicken. And I said, hey, guy, you put chicken. And he was like, oh, sorry, did you want steak? And I was like, yep, I do. And he put steak on the screen. And then he repeated it after me. He said, you want steak, not chicken? Is everything correct on the screen? And I was like, yep, it sure is. Thanks, guy. Pull around to the first window. They hand me my food. I pay. Good to go. Driving away, taking the food out of the bag, open it up, start to eat it, take a bite. It's chicken. Man, go back. Go back to Taco Bell. I wish I had my revolver with me. I would have fucking dueled this guy. I would have brought an extra revolver for this guy to duel me in the parking lot. This is how upset I was. You know when you're in public and you just have to, or just anytime, when you're just raging mad and you have to like pretend you're not and just kind of smile and, oh my God. But I keep going. This is the thing. Every time I go to Taco Bell, I have a bad experience, but I love it. And I keep going back. Why? I don't know. Okay. You know what else makes me mad? Is this clip of Joe Biden whispering? Have you guys seen this? I don't know what the hell is. I don't know what this is about. Let me just play this for you. And we'll go from there. What's happening? I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. Okay. Like... Here's my here's my takeaway from that. Obviously, that's creepy. That's not something a normal person would do, especially someone like a president. You don't whisper into the microphone. Like, I get if you're in a Broadway play, right? And you're trying to build up some dramatic effect. Or if you're some some sort of stand-up act, whatever. But dude, you're the president giving a speech talking to the media. And you're talking to them like they're five. Which, listen, I don't have any respect for the media as is, especially lately. But they're the media thing. When you're talking to them, you're talking to the American people in a strange sort of way. Like, bro, have some self. This is it's just no self awareness. There's no self awareness going on. 
in that dude's head. He doesn't even know where he is. The dude can't complete a sentence properly. And everybody knows this guy has dementia. Everybody knows he's crazy. Everyone knows he's losing it. And at some level, I sort of feel bad for the dude because he seems like he's so delusional, dementia filled to where he doesn't know where he is. He's so old to where it's like all the bad shit he's doing. Is it really him or is it somebody else telling him what to do? And he's so out of it. He doesn't know what's going on, at least at this point in his career. In the past, obviously, he was complicit with the political corruption and all that. Everybody knows that there's enough evidence to go around all day to talk about that. But now it's like this is like old man abuse for the PR people and the, the those in power pulling the strings, allowing this guy to continue to, quote, rule and be our leader. We don't have a leader in this country right now. You can say it's Joe Biden on paper, which you'd be kind of correct because he's, I guess, the president. Uh, but he's really not in the sense of actual leadership in any sort of realistic way. Like, say what you want about Trump. At least he had some balls. At least he didn't whisper into the microphone like a pussy. At least he was a leader in some sense. Right? Agree with his policy or not, which I am more conservative, so I tend to agree with it. But if you're listening to this or not, at least the dude knew what direction he was going. This guy doesn't have a fucking clue. And the thing is, is like, you could talk about his wife. You could talk about the people in his political party. You could talk about his PR people. You could talk about the media that just pretend this is normal and just pretend everything that's happening is fine and should just continue to happen. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to see here. This old delusional man pretending to be our quote unquote, pretending to be our president uh, on paper. He is whatever, however you want to talk about that. Pretending we'll say that pretending to be our president, this old man who has no idea where he is, who makes up stories that are obviously not true. Like what's going on? Everybody. It's like that Alexander Solzhenitsyn quote that I've said before. They're lying. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying, yet continue to lie, and we continue to pretend to believe them. That's the part at the end that's that's the most scary, is that we continue to pretend to believe them. Nobody believes them. Nobody believes all this woke shit, for example, all this postmodern bullcrap that is a five-year-old could disprove. Nobody actually in their heart believes this, except maybe five people downtown Portland that have purple hair. Okay? The people at, at the top pushing this agenda... They don't believe it. Just like nobody believes Joe Biden is sane or capable of any sort of leadership position or has any clue what where he is. People know he's crazy, but we pretend to keep ourselves in the dark and go along with the lies because people are scared to say or do a thing about it. There's a small minority of people that perpetuate the lies and a large, large, large majority of people that know it's lies yet continue to just fly by as if nothing's going on. 
It's crazy. It's crazy. There's some humor to it, obviously. Like this clip is obviously hilarious, right? But the scary part is that this is reality. Is that this guy is literally in the White House. He has his he has the 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 nuclear football. Okay. This guy. That should scare the fuck out of everybody at some level if you're a cognizant human being. Like, come on, people. And then everybody that voted for this guy, man. If you're not... Ah, ee, come on, people. All right. Enough about Joe Biden. I want to talk about more lies that we pretend to believe and where these lies seep into our culture in the most dangerous place. Like, like where does this all stem from? Where does this app, this bullshit apathy all stem from? Where do people start their indoctrination and the bullshit? Where's the beginning? Cause if we're going to figure out what's going on, we have to start, we have to figure out where this all started or where this is all starting. And I think the primary way in which they're indoctrinating people and getting people uh, comfortable with pretending lies are real and aren't lies is in our education system. They, they get them young because, listen, adults, you can try to convince adults of a lot of this shit that's going on. You can try to convince most adults that Joe Biden's a sane, good guy. You can, you, you can try to convince most adults that postmodernism is a legitimate thing and that woke ideology and neo-Marxism and cultural Marxism and critical race theory are completely good, justifiable things. And they're not destructive at all. You can try to talk most adults into that, but if, but most adults don't believe it, they're not going to believe it. So what these people do that these propagandists that are pushing this stuff, what they're doing is they're trying to get adults to shut up and they're trying to get kids to believe it. And they're trying to warp kids uh, framework of reality to the point where they think that is reality. The lie. They don't have any concept otherwise. And it starts in the education level. It starts at the smallest uh, level. Oftentimes in elementary school, even pre, even, even uh, pre-K, I saw this. I'll pull this up for you guys. So one of my friends sent me this the other day. Okay. This is a picture of kids books that are being promoted in children's sections in places like target in places like Walmart and places like Barnes and Noble that are like front shelf on display. And I've seen these and I was in Barnes and Noble the other day looking for a book and this was on several different displays, some of these exact books. This is how they're getting people. Let's look at these titles for you, those that are listening. Anti-racist baby. My little or the little environmentalist. Feminist baby. Woke baby. A, these are for babies, dude. A is for activist. Feminist baby. 
he's a feminist too. And it's a boy on the cover, little, little, like one year old boy. He's a feminist too. Unbelievable. And this is stuff. I think it was James Lindsay. He put a tweet. I was trying to find it. I couldn't. Let me. I could look again. He put a tweet up. And it was this author of one of these books. I don't know if it's one of these exact ones that I just read. One of these books that's being used as curriculum in an elementary school. And this lady went on uh, record and said, oh, they're not teaching critical race theory in these schools. In this district, it was like a certain district I think they were talking about. And turns out this is literally being taught in classes. This is being recommended to elementary students, these books. Man, I can't find the tweet. But it's crazy. They get you young. They warp your view of reality. So you think this is how normal people are. You think these are the, they want kids to think this, these are the good guys. Being an activist, being a neo Marxist, that's what good people are. These are the compassionate, empathetic, caring people of society. And if you don't align with them, you're bad. That's the framework that they're they're tricking young minds into. It's terrifying. If I had a kid right now, I listen, I used to make fun of homeschooling people all the time. Especially in high school, I went to a private Baptist school for high school and I knew a couple kids that like went to that school that were homeschooled up until then. And they were fucking weird. And I made fun of them a bunch for it. And I still think they're weird. But I understand the parents not wanting their kids to go to a place like this and like sit in front of teachers who don't want to educate them who want to indoctrinate them with ideas that are going to make them hate their families, hate their community, hate their country for no good reason. It's insanity. It's, it's delusion. It's, it's a, it's a dismissal of reality itself. That's what a lot of this activism is. There's actually a video I want to show you guys of a teacher, a woke teacher complaining about them, Banning critical race theory from uh, the school or from the district. Okay. So I'm trying to, sorry guys, I'm having some tech issues here today with this. Uh, I'm trying to pull this up here. But she's saying, she, she went on this rant about how our governor just, you know, took away our uh, right to teach what we want and our, our right to, to teach critical race theory and our right to teach about Juneteenth and all of this stuff, which isn't, they, this is what they do. They misframe purposely, I believe, all of this shit, right? So they take June, like it's like that Trevor Noah tweet where he tweeted, yay, glad to be celebrating Juneteenth, the holiday that's now banned in 15 states, who specifically in the 15 states parts talking about critical race theory and indoctrination and activism, which should not be funded 
by taxpayer dollars to be taught in public education. These are also the same people that think that you shouldn't be able to teach the Bible for the same reasons, because that's teaching a worldview that's, that's teaching values when that should be the parent's job, which I agree that should be the parent's job. That's not the school's job, especially a public school. If you sign your kid up for a private school, that's a Christian school. Yeah, they're allowed to do that. They're private. Everyone paying to go there is paying because they know that's happening. No one's take, There's no money being forced out of anyone's hand that doesn't know or agree with that happening. Public schools, that's different. Let's talk about separation of church and state, which is also something these woke people seem obsessed with. And they're okay with their religion being taught in these schools, and they'll cry about it if it isn't, while also claiming that they somehow value the idea of separation of church and state. Long story short there, it's a lie. Okay? Okay, I'm just going to go search on my Instagram here for a second, guys. Bear with me. I got to find this video. It's unbelievable what these people are doing. I'm going to go to my saved here really quick. Let's see, where is it? I've got some funny videos in here. So much I could show you guys. Oh, man. But this is exactly why. What I was saying was I understand the parents' sentiment for not wanting to send your kids to these places, to these, quite frankly, indoctrination centers, to have this stuff crammed down your throat. Okay, I don't know where this video is. I Maybe I actually unsaved it. I apologize, guys. Maybe I'll share it next episode. By the way, if you're watching this video, like, subscribe, share. Give us a follow. Give Peyton a follow. The co-host who's not here right now. PJ Straight Edge. Give me a follow. My Instagram handle and Twitter handle is right there. Mick in the gulag. For those listening, you know. Uh, for those not listening. Boom. There it is. Give it a follow. YouTube, hit the hit the notification bell on YouTube. I don't really understand that, but do it. Which is a great sales pitch right there. Do it. I have no idea why you should do it, but just do it. That's what I got for you guys. Yeah, like, subscribe, share if you're listening on audio. You suck. Go watch us on YouTube. Uh, but give it a follow. Give it a share. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Make a friend. Make a friend. That's my, that's the takeaway for today's episode. Maybe comment in the comment section. Get to know some people. Not that there's really any anyone watching it. I don't really have an audience yet, but maybe one day I'll have one and they'll be listening to this. And maybe as a result, people will make friends. True friendships will form because of the gulag. That's my goal. All right. I do want to show you guys these a couple videos that I actually found of people speaking out against this indoctrination in education. All hope is not lost. They're trying to indoctrinate us. They're trying to indoctrinate your kids. They're trying to teach a false religion that's rooted in postmodernism and Marxism. 
to young, impressionable minds who are often in a state of change that makes them susceptible to ideological change, like like graduating high school, moving to a new town, making new friends, becoming an adult. You know, obviously, anytime you're younger, when you, let's say elementary, you're obviously susceptible. You're susceptible to everything. Your brain isn't fully isn't fully formed. You can't reason through why things are good or assume they're lying is you don't really understand the malicious side of people and the sinister side of people that would want to teach you something false so that they can control you in some way, shape, or form. So you're susceptible. And people... Hey, Jen. <laughs> What's up? Uh, Jen just walked in, everybody. No, it's just... I'm just recording an episode. You're good. Uh, that was Jen. That's whose stuff all of this is. If you guys are watching, look around, look around. You guys, you can't really see it. Never mind. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So they want to indoctrinate you, but there's hope because there's a lot of people that are speaking out. And this is the thing I've noticed. And I think we're kind of hitting a breaking point with all this woke shit is a lot of people have the idea of they just want to be left alone. They don't give a fuck about politics. They don't give a fuck about any of these social issues until it affects something that they care about that they no longer can avoid. Like their children. You know? Like their job. Like their just daily life and, and, and ability to be free. Like we saw with this COVID shit. You saw a lot more people now paying attention to this, which is the one benefit I, would, I will say about the whole COVID year 2020 is a lot more people. It's like the lights were turned on to what actually is really going on and what I believe has been going on for a long time. And you have a lot of people speaking out now because now they don't have a choice. It's like, it's like, and I may have said this in a past episode, but it's like that movie, the Patriot where the dude doesn't want to fight. Mel Gibson doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want his family to fight. He doesn't want his community to fight in the revolutionary war until they show up at his door. And kill one of his sons. And then what does he do? He takes his other sons and he goes on a fucking killing spree. Now I'm not saying everybody go on a killing spree. What I am saying is there comes a point where you can ignore those who, who want to control you. You can ignore tyrants all you want until they show up at your front door. Then you have to fight. That's what's happening. That's what's happening, especially in our education system, which is a good thing. I think people need to start fighting, as I've seen so many people do. I'm just going to scroll through some, some videos on Instagram and show you some clips of people fighting back. Let me pull this up here with sound, which would probably be a good idea. Um, and I, I mean, frankly, I think this is something that should have happened a long time ago. People fighting back in this manner, but Sometimes this is what it takes. It takes it takes some push, and it takes people uh, being forced into an uncomfortable corner in order to actually start throwing some punches back. Okay, let me show you this first clip here. So this is a little girl, and I don't know where this is, what school district, but she's she's just brilliantly brings out the hypocrisy of what's going on with these woke ideologues. 
All right, let me get some sound here. Here we go. In the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said, that's weird. They were, the one who, they were the ones who made them. I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Welch just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color I of their skin. I, I don't really pants. care what color their hair, skin, or this eyes is. is. I judge by exactly the content or the way they treat me. Why they want to destroy the nuclear family MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four like little this, children though. will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian, Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh, some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous here again the other day i was walking down the hall good for that chick that's what people need when you have kids doing that you know something's fucked there needs to be more of that happening and from what i can tell there is a lot more of that happening which is awesome which is what we need because it's like the cliche quote for for evil to win all that needs to happen is good people do absolutely nothing and that's what's happened for too long and you can thank the the republican party for that largely and all these nominal conservatives or nominal christians or nominal classic liberals or whatever you want to call them who say they believe that shit that this is shit that needs to be fought for and maintained and they do nothing. And now we're backed into a corner to the point where we have little kids at the front lines. This is this is hats off and salute to the to kids that are doing this, but it's also like a f you to the adults that that didn't step on up and do this themselves sooner. To the point where we it's kids now having to do this to get the message across. Here's another video that I want to share with you guys. This one is this one is brilliant. This this kid 
again, salute to this guy, salute to his parents. This is good parenting. Again, this is, like I said, why they don't want a focus on the family. They want a focus on the state because focusing on the family and a good family structure is going to lead to people that can think clearly for themselves and they can figure out why this stuff is bullshit and they have the backbone because they have a good family structure supporting them to fight back. Okay. This is a good example of that. My freshman year at RHS, um, I've been a part of District 196 schools now for 10 years, and I'm going to give you a glimpse today of what's actually going on inside these schools. Um, despite the board's attempt to deny it, District 196 schools are quickly becoming a place where promoting activism is actually more important than promoting education. I'll take you, I'll take you back to my first day at RHS this fall. The principal came out and gave us a heartfelt speech about equality and standing together. Um, he began to list countless races, such as Latino, Asian, expressing how much they matter and how important they are. But never once did he mention a race or identity that reflects me or half the kids that were in the class. Now, members of the board, I know you haven't been to school in a while. And I know most of the people, I know none of you or most of you don't have any kids left in the school district. Um, but you must admit how uncomfortable it will be to be characterized just by your skin color on the first day of school and be thought that you were wrong just because of your skin color. So I'll never forget the look one of my friends gave me from across the room as we were sitting there listening to this blatant bias being expressed in the so-called equity statement by the leader of our school. To be clear, I don't need you to tell me that I matter, but hearing the condolences given to other races and leaving just one race out, it inevitably you'll start to feel like you've done something wrong. And in our principal's attempt to unify us, he instead created unwarranted boundaries and barriers between his students, pitting us against each other based on characteristics that we can't control. In another separate instance, I was told that writing all lives matter on the whiteboard was political and could be seen as offensive. When I questioned the teacher after class, she told me that she didn't have an answer and she just had to erase it and it was quickly erased. There are political signs all over RHS specific, about specific races that matter, specific sexual orientations that matter, and specific perspectives that matter. But when I questioned the RHS administration about how these signs were political, they told me that they were supporting human rights. So when I questioned why the equity statement couldn't represent all students, they told me that to even ask that question was outlandish and offensive. And they, when I asked why that was, they told me, quote, whites have a pretty good situation right now, unquote. So is that not racism? Disregarding my question merely because of the color of my skin. To be honest, after enduring a year of the people in charge telling me that I'm a racist and I'm privileged and pointing out our irreversible differences, I've never noticed race more. And it's becoming the first thing I notice when I meet someone, which has never before been the case. RHS administration confidently told me that RHS students and staff are happy with their equity statement. But from the, my experience in talking with other students, this is not the case. I know many kids who disagree with their teachers, but they're too scared to stand up because they're worried that their grades will be docked and their learning experience will be affected. My honors government teacher, I'm not going to say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people while Republicans only care about themselves. And he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue. He had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um, I have been I've been told by a lot of kids that they just stay silent and adjust their schoolwork to reflect an acceptable opinion to secure a good grade. I've been approached by multiple teachers who have told me in private that they just want to say that they agree with me and they support me standing up, but they can't say it in front of the class for fear of being disciplined by the administration in some way or losing their jobs. 
There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Now, members of the board, I want you to take a good look at yourselves in the mirror tonight. Are you really standing up for the equality of all people, or are you just pushing a damaging political ideology um, on, on our students? A fellow coworker at my job, who, by the way, is of color, discreetly told me that the schools seem to be pushing a very leftist agenda in class. This proved that not everyone is happy with your school, and not everyone who isn't happy is white. Now, due to all these instances I've mentioned and many more that I can't fit in this five-minute speech, I've decided to leave this district and continue school on a private Christian school online. And, and there will be sacrifices, and I will not get to walk in the graduation ceremony or attend milestones at RHS, but I will be able to learn an environment. Okay, that's really all I'll share with that video. But that's what needs to start happening. I got a couple more I want to show you guys of parents speaking out more so, uh, which is also good. So when I say that, you know, we're at the point where kids are being forced to do this, that's true, but they're obviously not the only ones. Um, let me pull up this video. There's actually this account that I found on Instagram uh, of this guy who's been sharing a lot of these videos. His name is Ryan McNeil. I have no idea who the fuck the guy is, but if you want to see videos like this and more content like that, go follow this dude for sure. Um, Here it is. Let me play this. This is a parent speaking out about it. Procures bids for ISU with construction and came to your school and spoke to your staff for two straight days. Why did she do that? This is why she did that. This is why she did that. This is one of those to books that sure I was talking about before. The children's books. That when our students want to know whether or not they have a vagina or a penis, they have pictures from your staff to be able to help them. They don't have enough sex. They don't have enough sex. I think it is. They need adults to tell them how to masturbate. And what I call that is... So here's what I'm asking you. You have a hard time hearing this from me, but this is for for 10 years old and up, and this bill was passed for five-year-olds. And you have a hard time me sitting here telling you the words anal sex, masturbation. That's hard for you or the time's up because the time's not really up. I don't believe you, Mr. Wiley, that my time is up. But I'm going to end with this. I'll, I'll close with this because this was too much for you. I can tell right now. And that's why you're cutting me off. But last time I said, you know what? Critical race theory. Little girl in the back was laughing every single time Megan said something because white people oppress black people, right? Is it your principal black? Is it your mayor black? Now I would like to introduce to you Ty Smith. And she came to your These parents and this lady need to start walking into these meetings with some UFC gloves ready to fucking go. Because like this is the kind of shit that needs this is the British showing up at your fucking front door and whatever Mel Gibson's name in that movie is, you know, seeing them shoot your son and then going on a killing spree. This is the modern day version of that in our education system. This is what we need more of. Let me show you another clip. I've got more. Oh, I've got more. Here's this one. 
make your comment, but do not do name-calling This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country, and I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that this nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open. And that the it may well include views, <laughs> caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. Okay, just, just pause it really quick. This guy just brought up a really simple good point that often is dismissed as stupid and hyperbolic. The If you don't like it here, you can move. That's true. No one's forcing anybody to stay here. The borders are open on the way out. Totally. You want to talk about open border? Guess what? They are on the way out. You can leave. If you hate it here so much, like I just saw this Olympic athlete someone that was i think in some of the olympic trials for track or something it looked like this apparently well-known olympic athlete was mad that they played the national anthem she was pissed off so instead of standing there and saluting like everyone else does and putting your hand on your heart and facing the flag she stood there with this bitchy look on her face and faced the opposite direction of everybody else leave why do you want to represent this country then on a global stage other than to promote your activist bullshit? Which is all that is. Again, not based in reality. The funny part is, if she thought she was oppressed as she, as she was, which is probably why she did that, she was this black lady, she wouldn't be on that podium ready to represent this country in the Olympics. The freedom that she has to do that and then to make a public activist statement like that that offends probably most Americans at some level, the fact that she can do that and still represent us in the Olympics just proves these people are dead-ass wrong about how apparently oppressed they are. Like, fucking cry me a river. Uh, okay, let me, let me... Keep going here with this. And I will, I will caution you. I will caution you, solicitor. There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on your hands because my right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. There are emails, public yep. record emails, in which the director of equity is lobbying and advocating for public Director comment to be censored in this school district. Believable that that you, know exists. you know what? Lobbying for it, advocating for it. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. <laughs> Get this guy some beers. I would shock in a beer with this guy. And 
I'd shotgun 400 beers with this guy. I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. You have a good... Uh, one more thing. I want to make a verbal request right now for an unedited copy of the tape. So if any of you delete it, you're going to have a big leak. See, this is something else I want to point out, and that clip right there is a good example of this. This dude did his homework before he got up there. This guy knows what he's talking about. He read the law. He understands the law. They don't want you to understand the law anymore. They want you to think the law is irrelevant. They want you to think the Constitution especially is irrelevant. They don't want you to understand what it means or what it says. The best defense we have against them in this sort of scenario is to understand what it says to where you can actually make a good argument in case against what they're doing. This is how it needs to be done. Let me show you. Oh, here's the video of that woke teacher that I was talking about. I'll show you guys this clip and then we'll move on here. Oh, it's not going to give me audio. Never mind. That was the problem before. For some reason, it doesn't want to give me audio on that clip. Um, yeah, guys. It's fucking wild out there. Good for everybody that's speaking out about this. Good for all these parents. Good for all these kids. It needs to see, start happening way more. Way more. Um, What time we got here? We're at 45 minutes. I might call it quits today. There's a few more things I wanted to talk about in this episode, but I might just save it for the next one because I'm getting tired. It's 11 o'clock here, and I'm, I'm getting old. I need to go to bed. Thank you guys for listening. Like, subscribe, share. You guys know the drill. I hate asking people to do that on this YouTube shit, but I guess you got to do it. You got to remind people. I guess it's part of the algorithm, whatever. You know, if anything in this was helpful to you, if you enjoyed it, if you like this, my background even, if you like this mattress, if you were glad to see Jen pop in here over there before or that way. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe. Hit, hit that like. Me and Peyton are doing a combined episode on Tuesday night. We're going to do live Facebook and YouTube. So tune in for that. We will see you next time.